Hi, I'm Hannah Sparrow. As a behavior analyst, I'm here to connect the science of behavior to everyday life. Join me as I reveal the secrets of why we do what we do and give you tools for how to change habits. Hi, welcome back. Let's go ahead and park our wagon on residential group home, individualized, person-centered care. Now you might say, oh yeah, I don't do anything with residential group homes. I don't know anything about it. Well, I've worked with a lot of different ones, mostly in California, and there's this big movement about person-centered care. And I think it's really crucial to talk about it and understand what it is and why it's important. You can listen and learn about it or skip it, <laughs> whatever, whatever floats your boat. But I've had people ask me about this and I've had a lot of different conversations with administrators, licensees, the one-on-one -on -one staff in the care home. It is a big movement. It's a big shift from what has been happening. And last time we talked about how to look through your client's lens based on experiences they've had and things like that. But I wanted to flip it. You need to also know which lens you're looking through. I have to do that in my own treatment as well. Like, am, what lens am I looking through? Am I actually looking through the right lenses to help this person in the best possible way? One thing that's come up, gender rules. I had a staff meeting and we were doing a training and the staff person was telling a story about how they take their resident to the store. Their gentleman resident wants to buy a dress. This gentleman doesn't have a lot of conversation skills, social skills may not be aware that usually guys don't wear dresses in America. The staff person didn't think it was a good idea, which if you're looking at gender roles, yeah, usually guys don't wear dresses. However, let's say you leave America. Outside of America, guys wear dresses. I grew up in Senegal, West Africa. That's part of the attire. You have pants and you have what looks like a dress that guys wear. Women wear something similar where you have this over covering and then they'll do the skirt underneath it. So is it inappropriate for a guy to wear a dress? Does your client have the right to wear address if they want. That's something that you need to discuss with the caregivers and the client and all of that. Whose preference are we looking at? Another situation, I have a teenager in a home who was born with the male identity but is now identifying as a female. And the home has respected their request. We'll all switch pronouns based on our client's request. I don't know if they do that in all homes. And in this case, it's even an adolescent. And this client tends to go back and forth a lot. So often I'm checking, how am I talking correctly about this specific client? Because I want to respect their wishes. But I can't go in there and say, oh, no, no, they were born this way. This is what we're going to call them. That's not my right. And that's not the right of the home. So how are you looking at your clients and letting them do things and have choices that they should be able to have? Another lens is cultural preferences. So there's this one teen that was living in a home for a while. And he would bring up these deep discussions about the different type of illegal drugs and legal drugs and want to talk about all this stuff because you know depending on the state in the U.S. depends on what drug is legal right? and there were staff members who didn't want to talk about it they wanted to shut it down but he's a teenager he's curious he wants to know things and if we don't give them the information how are they going to make decisions they don't have a mom and dad that are highly involved teaching them these things and when you have a lot of behavioral issues and mental health going on you need to take those moments when your client says, what about this? And provide them with the information to make informed decisions. Whether or not they make an informed decision, that's on them. <laughs> like with any of us, just because we're told the rule, are we going to follow or are we going to break it? <laughs> I tend to follow. I'm learning to break some. <laughs> 
There's another one I keep running into and someone I work with, he and I were talking the other day that it just keeps coming up. It's that cultural abnorm to talk about sex. We have adult clients who have needs that any other adult would have in the social sexual realm and nobody wants to talk to their resident about it. So you have, in some cases, males touching females inappropriately because they just want the female interaction. I've had more than one 20-ish, 30-ish, age woman either meeting up guys from online or getting pictures or in some cases causing themselves self-harm because they don't know anything about their body. They don't know what it does and they don't know what these urges are coming from. They don't know how babies are made and they're full-grown adults. For those of you who know what conserved versus non-conserved is, in some cases they're not even conserved and in some cases they are and it's the parents' preferences being imposed on the clients. So I would ask you, what lens are you using? when you're talking about your clients' behaviors and their needs. Are you looking at this through a cultural lens, a personal preference lens, or are you looking through the human rights? They have the autonomy to get their needs met. Now, that doesn't mean throw the rule book out of what the residential home needs to do. It's just you can't create client-centered services without thinking of the world through your client's lens, but also making sure you're not imposing your own on theirs. Next time we'll talk more about on how do you apply these lenses to create client-centered treatment. Thanks for listening to Sparrow. Listen again on Mondays and Fridays for more Behavior Talk. And in the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And you can follow me on my socials at Sparrow and HannahSparrow.org. But the most important is I would love to hear your messages because I want to hear what topics you want talked about.